Have you ever wanted to start a podcast? Well, now it's super easy. All you need is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. So if you would like to start your podcast today, head on over to anchor.fm slash start to join myself and the diverse community of podcasters today. Once again, that is anchor.fm slash start to begin your podcast journey today. Welcome back to another episode of Demented Cast. This is episode five. Um, I am greeted by Kate once again. Kate, how are you doing? Hello. I'm all right. All right. Um, anyways, for my opening statement, I'd like to say that uh, we are available on Spotify, Apple, and all the major podcast outlets. You can also subscribe to this podcast on anchor.fm slash dementedcast. You can subscribe for 99 cents, $5, or even 10 Of course, you don't have to subscribe, but it is always greatly appreciated when you do. Kate, what is your opening statement? Oh, I didn't come prepared for that. Uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash backslash catercate. Uh, I guess what it is. You, you get, okay. So, Twitch. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> Rainbow Six. Uh, I'd be, I mean, I'm Maybe some Overwatch if I play again. I know there's a new hero out. Yeah, yeah um, I've, I've tried to get you to play for a while now. It's been forever since you've asked me. Don't even, don't even go. Yes. <laughs> um, and all sorts of other stuff. So. Yeah, follow me on Twitch. Um, but with that out of the way, uh, we're just gonna jump into this. And the first thing on my show notes, we're a little. I got kind of a little late to the talk, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> our anthem we, thoughts... To be fair, we've been planning this for a while, and it just hasn't worked out, so... True, true. I, I was not feeling well last week at all. And the week before, I felt like ass. Yeah, I was so. pretty much down for the count for a while, so... So, yeah. So we're finally going to come up with our anthem thoughts... This is not a review of the game by any means. I still haven't beat it. I I maybe have 30 hours, maybe, at max. So, just our general thoughts on the game and what we like, what we don't like. But, uh, Kate, I'll let you take it first. Give, it, give me the good, bad, and the ugly. In all honesty, I probably haven't touched the game since that first week it came out. Uh, I just haven't been feeling it. Um, the story is interesting. Um, I watched actually a YouTube video, kind of like a side-by-side -side comparison of the E3 reveal and what it looks like now. And there's definitely some differences. Um, they definitely downgraded it from the first review. 
yeah. Fort Tarsus is like nothing compared to the E3 reveal, which is a little disappointing. Um, having to go and physically talk to everybody and like hear all the stories, like it's cool. The stories are interesting, but I don't really feel as attached to them as I expected to. There's like one or two of them that I really came to like, and those are the ones that you actually like do missions with like Dax. Um, I don't know if you've met Dax yet. Mm, um, I don't think so. You meet her in the bar area. Oh, yes, um, yes. Yes, I did. She's very, like, you have to try and get her on and whatnot, whatever. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I don't know. I What I en- played of the game, I enjoyed. Um, but I, it's not nothing has come out for it that has made me want to come back and like play it again like I, I really have to be in a mood to play like I'll probably play it with Jordan if he's like hey you want to play Anthem I'll be like sure why not but I'm not going to go out of my way to play it um, another video I watched kind of talked about how you're just thrown into the heart of rage and there's no like you don't really form a connection with oh my god I feel like I should know their names the chick the oh, cypher yeah, chick, the cypher chick Halleck, the... Halleck and the cypher chick um, I can't remember her name but like you, you don't really form this connection with them you're just kind of thrown into this mission with them and then like once you're done with that it's pr- pretty much the tutorial then it's like 10 years later and you're like uh what <laughs> like you're not really given much backstory you're just kind of thrown into it um so i think that there should have been some more backstory to from a character building standpoint uh and just from a story standpoint yeah um, and yeah, i hope I that they kind of include some more backstory in future updates um also, you don't really see the Dominion too, or not the Dominion. What, wh- whoever the big bad Dominion guy is, like you see him, like as a hologram one, like man, before to the end. And if you've played through it all the way, I know you haven't, but if you've played through it all the way, this might be a little bit of a spoiler. It's not going to be too much of a spoiler, but the last fight. Oh, hold on, hold on. Spoilers, just in case. If you don't want to know anything, <laughs> skip ahead. Alright, go ahead. It's literally one word that I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> the last the last fight's kind of underwhelming. Um, but that's all I'm going to say about it. Oh, okay, so that spoiler tag was useless. <laughs> um, I do enjoy the combat. I think the combat is probably one of my most favorite things about the game. Um, it's very fluid. You're you're breaking up a little bit. You there? It's for me. It's the story. The story is kind of a little bit of a letdown from what I was anticipating from the E3 reveal a couple of years ago. So. And they definitely, like you, we talked about, they did downgrade 
a lot. And not, not, I can understand from a performance standpoint. Yeah, because performance is... Eh, on, at least on uh, PS4. Um, I've heard it's not so much better on Xbox. But I'm sure on the X it's good. I have the PS4 Pro and it looks fine. But I think on the... I've seen Jordan play on his... P- there's just regular PS4 and it doesn't look... I mean, it doesn't look bad. It it still looks good. I I definitely I definitely hit frame rate drops way too frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you have uh, when we were fighting that Titan and he just kept attacking and kept attacking and like all the little um, enemies started to pop up and there's just a bunch of shit going on on the screen. I definitely my frame rate definitely struggled a lot. Mm-hmm. Something I would like to see with those Titan fights is a little less predictability. So they all kind of work the same. Like they they cast one ability, so then you have to like dodge yep. the flame walls that like up in the air and down below. Yep. And then they they spawn something that like comes and runs after you and you have to blow those up. And there's like three or four mechanics that they use. I'd like to see them throw in more and like make it compl- like mix it, it up a bit. Yeah, because I th- we've only seen I've only ever seen that one Titan. And as you progress through the story, um, there's a mission where you have to take out Titans, and it they're all pretty much the same. So. Um, uh, I think that's pretty much my thoughts on it. What are your thoughts, Shane? I mean, for the most part, a lot of what you said I agree with. Um, the story is very... It's not terrible, but it's not very engaging. Like, I haven't picked it up probably since... I've picked it up a, maybe a total of 30 minutes here and there since its uh, first initial launch. Um, and I think a big part of that, too, is this is a game that's very like squad oriented um it gets it's a lot better if you play with a lot of people you can play with randoms but communication is key that the squad aspect of it is fun when you me um jordan and dylan were playing that was quite a bit of fun even just in like the the free play or whatever yeah no it definitely it definitely amps up the uh fun factor of the game when you have an actual squad you're playing with um there's not really too much of a, a skill jump, like playing on normal and playing on hard. Like I'd be curious to see how the grandmaster difficulties are, but I'm not geared enough to that point to even get play those difficulties. So that that is one of my critiques too. Is like normal is very easy. Like mm-hmm. I kept wanting to play on hard because I just felt like we were just rushing through it uh, too quickly. And then it just, it wasn't as fun to me when I'm just power-throwing, or uh, just going through everything so easily. So I definitely like playing on hard for the game, even if I'm playing solo and just grinding some of the story. Uh, But yeah, I think my favorite aspect about this game is the combat and the flight. The combat and flight are so fluid. And it's just so easy to jump in and out of that uh, 
a lot of the fun factor I get from Anthem is from just the combat alone. And I think they talked about all the updates are going to be free. So I'm curious to see what they plan on doing. Because I know... So when they were doing the beta, there was like some events that happened on the last day. And yeah, where the sky changed. And I didn't get to see it, but I don't know if anything like that has actually happened in-game. I'm pretty sure it hasn't, because otherwise my Twitter would have, like, freaking blown up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we would have seen Twitter uh, freaking out. Because I remember Twitter freaked out during the um, open beta when that happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm uh, sure if something happened during launch, we would have seen Twitter freak out. I know there was a new blog post from Casey Hutchinson. I believe his name is. He's like the lead director of the game. Um, and there he showed like a new image, but I don't remember what it was. But maybe it's just more things to come. Maybe. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that... I really hope that they I, do more with it. I think my thing with Anthem is, um, I just, I would like to know what kind of content they're going to release, and how frequently they're going to release it, because um, one of my big complaints with Overwatch right now is the content that we get is so sporadic and just spread out, or um, it can even be, be predictable at times, that there's no real suspense anymore with content. Plus, we've had the same updates in Overwatch for, or same seasonal events in Overwatch for the past three years. So, I would like to see how frequent Anthem is going to be with content updates, and what those content, content updates are going to be. Uh, I know they've, they've been very, like, proactive with the community, and uh, letting them know, like, this is what's happening, this is the next update, this is when it's happening, blah, blah, blah. So, that's good to see, but I'd like to know, are we possibly getting different javelins? Are we getting new skins, new um, mission types, new enemy types? I just, I would like to know what is coming down the road, and what the roadmap for Anthem looks like. Yeah, they haven't really talked much about the roadmap. Um, also, the person was Casey Hudson, not Hutchinson, so that was my bad. Uh, I'm looking at that blog post now, and the image is called The Story is Just Beginning, and it looks like there's this massive door, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see what this is, what it, they're planning on doing. It could be a new, um, Oh, tomb? okay, so there's a series of world events, new story content, and new features that all build towards the cataclysm later this spring. So there's going to be some sort of cataclysmic event, it sounds like. Okay. Um, so that, that could be interesting, depending on what they do with it. Yeah, I'm curious to see. I hope it's I, not a one-off thing. I hope it's something that leads to more content updates like it. Like, it, um, it's something that starts a brand new um, story, I guess. Hell, I would even like seasonal events. Like... Overwatch has, or uh, even if it's just to get different like emotes or skins or um, 
I mean, I don't know. I just need a little bit something more from this game right now. Yeah. And I know they're 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 working on it, and I'm sure they're working hard at trying to make it the game that was so highly anticipated and kind of it really did kind of flop. Um. But I, I'm still I'm still looking forward to playing it. You know, if they release more stuff. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm, it's not one of those games I'm just gonna uninstall and let sit. I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep it on my PlayStation and like watch out for content updates and see where this game goes next. Oof. Oops. I mean, yeah. If you think about it, um, Destiny Two, and I know you don't play Destiny. You think it's a trash game. That's fine. Uh, when it first came out. It flopped, pretty much. But then, a year later, they released Forsaken, which was like a completely... Like, it completely revitalized the game. And it changed so much. And it was it's something that should have pretty much been with launch. But it wasn't. And... Like, some games, they don't have the best releases. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. That game... <laughs> That, that game has had, in the past year, so many updates that have completely changed the state of the game that I've seen streamers playing No Man's Sky. I actually, I bought it when it was on sale with, like, two updates ago for half price on PC, and from what I've played on it, it's really fun, and you're actually apparently able to do the multiplayer now. Um, yeah, I haven't. That came out with that first like really big update when people were like, "Hey, No Man's Sky is actually No Man's Sky now." Yep, yep. And that's I think that's the one that I bought it on the or the discount when I bought it. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, games aren't great at launch sometimes. Yeah, I, I think I'm, right now yeah. the best thing for Anthem is just wait, see where it goes. Um, I definitely, if, if someone, like, is listening to this and they're kind of on the fence about Anthem, I definitely would wait another, like, month or so, wait for a sale, um, wait to see what happens with the game, because the, the I think the biggest question right now is just how are they going to support it. Yeah, I just, I think, I really hope that the developers take the feedback that they're getting from the community, not just the goods but the ones where they're pretty much slamming them and don't block them because I know that some uh, developers or content creators I should say are being blocked from EA and whatnot because of their shit reviews and um, I don't know I just hope that they take all sorts of feedback and make it into the game that it's they want it to be so yeah um, I mean that I pretty much empty my tank on Anthem. I don't know if you have anything further. Uh, I don't think so. Kind of talking about it makes me want to play a little bit again. But, <laughs> you know, I've got about 50 bajillion other games. Yeah, to start I just and picked finish. up DMC, so I, I'm I'm gonna play that first <laughs> before yeah, I even I go back. The Division Two I just picked up, so and a shelf full of games that I haven't beaten yet. Yeah, you have some that aren't even open. I've seen your collection. Uh, yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is not opened, so I hey, needed to play. I've had to play the other ones. So. I've had what? What was the second one? Rise of the Tomb Raider. I've had that one for 
over a year now and still haven't played it, but whatever. Yeah, I bought that one digitally when it was, like, super cheap. But then I also bought the 20th anniversary edition, or no, the 10th anniversary edition of, like, not like the old school Tomb Raider, but it was, like, when the graphics actually, like, look more modern day. <laughs> they were blocks. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the one that came out before Rise of the Tomb Raider. And so I want to play through that and then play through Rise. And then I think I'm going to crack into Shadow. And then I also bought Metro, the the Metro... Metro Exodus? No, not the oh. new one. The the Redux oh. bundle. Yeah, I need to buy those. Because I've never played them. But people love Exodus, from what I'm reading. So I figured I bought them when they were like it was like a super cheap when I bought them. So all right, oh, no. Um, all right. Anyways, that was a side tangent. <laughs> so the next thing I put on our my notes is the Google Stadia, Google's new console. Um, that was just announced yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, I was looking at everything yesterday morning and thought I'd throw it on there. Um, couple, couple uh, spots I put on my notes were Ubisoft has obviously teamed up with them because Ubisoft was giving away copies of Odyssey when they were doing their project stream. Um, and oh, then. You don't have access to those anymore, though. That was no, done in no. January. Yeah, that was that started in like November and went until January. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ubisoft has teamed up with Google, and they tweeted out something that there's more things to come from them in Google in the future. So it'll be interesting to see what Ubisoft has planned with Google. Uh, they've mentioned that they're working on cross-platform play with Stadia and other consoles. And then I put a concern of mine uh, with Stadia, which is just latency and like bandwidth. Because if you're at least for the U.S., we don't have the best network, uh, best infrastructure for internet. So uh, bandwidth and all that—that that, that's going to be an interesting to see how that works for most people in the U.S. But, yeah, I'm... The Stadia looks cool. I'm excited to see more from it. Uh, the the aspect of cross-platform play with it, the aspect of... I'm someone who doesn't have a high-performance PC. I, I have my laptop, and that's it. And I might be able to run, like, Fortnite and stuff, but that I think that's about all I can really run on my laptop. So this is this is definitely something I would look into until I get a PC and I just I don't know I want to see I want to see what the Ubisoft Google team up is going to look like later on and then uh, what 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 the uh, latency is going to look like because I I was able to get an Odyssey code for Project Stream but I never got to play it because it told me my network connection was too low so, we'll see. It's supposed to launch sometime in 2019. So, hopefully, we'll see more in the coming months from Google Stadia. But, uh, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? 
<clears throat> I think it's an interesting idea because as long as you have Google Chrome downloaded on either your PC, your phone, your lab or your um, uh, what is it, tablet, you can play anywhere. I mean, you you also don't even have to use Chrome. They've said that uh, you can go into the Play Store and download it from the Play Store. But would you be able to do it on Mac? Is it just Google Play specific since it's technically I, Google Stadia? I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I, I would have to imagine as long as you can... Um, I would have to imagine they'd be able to work something out to get it so everybody can use it. Like Google, Google seems like they're very they're very open to what Microsoft is doing right now. Being very open to we're gonna allow everybody the chance to do this. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, uh, I guess being able to pull your or play your games elsewhere. I know that on Mac or iPhones or iPads, there's a PlayStation app that you can download that allows you to play your games. Yeah, remotely. Like, remotely. Um, I've seen lots of people on Twitter posting, like, I saw somebody playing Horizon Zero Dawn while they're on, like, a car road trip for spring break or something, and they're it's playing on their PlayStation while they're 300 miles away, and they're using their iPads to do it, which I think is really cool, and I, I can't wait for that sort of technology to come to Android. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another side topic. Um, yeah, no, I I think I think what Google's doing with Stadia is it's a very interesting concept, and it it's gonna be it's just gonna be interesting to see it and see more from it and um, see how they build upon it because I think I think it sounds really cool, but some of the practical aspects of it are a little iffy right now for me and that's just the fact that you're streaming the game so you're not you don't physically have that game like you would if you downloaded it straight from the PlayStation Store on your PS4 or um, owning a disc so you're just streaming it and so that's going to use a lot of internet and bandwidth and like I said US is not known for its infrastructure when it comes to the internet. So I think that's just right now my biggest my biggest uh, issue with it is just seeing how they overcome that. Now I know that they did team up with Ubisoft when they tested Odyssey on it um, but from what I saw at least initially starting off it's going to be mostly just AAA kind of smaller games that are going to be able to be streamed. Um, I can imagine we're going to find a uh, like Stardew Valley port. Something that doesn't is not like very intense in graphics. Um, yeah, I could see him trying just that. To, just to kind of test it out and then kind of build up from there. Because I know when I took the survey, and the initial survey to be a part of that Google stream or what, I don't remember what it was called. Uh, Project stream. Project Stream. Um, <clears throat> one of my biggest concerns was internet usage. Yep. 
and the frame rates. Just because for our the internet service that I have, I know you have unlimited, but for us, we have a set amount of gigs that we can go up to. And I can pay for unlimited, but that's more money. And I like what I have now, so right. I don't want to... We, we've gone over once, and that was because that was actually the month that I got my Pro, and the month after I got my Pro, because I had to install a shit ton of games. But, yeah, I don't know. I think... It's... I'm curious to see a price, and I'm definitely going to be following it. Um, that is, that's actually good that you brought up price, and I, I didn't, I guess I never really thought about it, but yeah, what, what is something like this going to cost? Because price is going to be a very big thing for, I think, for a lot of people on whether or not well, they're going to get Stadia. Well, like, okay, so what all would you need to buy for it? Because I know there's the special controller. But isn't that, is there some sort of software? Is there something that you can just download? See, yeah, I don't know. And they didn't. They, I don't think they really talk because it's not like a physical system. It's not like a, a box. No. That you. The, the, I think the only, if I remember correctly, the only physical aspect of it is their special little controller. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Price. Price is going to be an interesting one to see. I don't think they said price yesterday when they were having their big press conference. But yeah, I think it's just going to be an interesting thing to see uh, develop. And hopefully hopefully they'll do, over the course of the next few months, hopefully they'll do like small little um, beta tests for it and we can get a better idea of how much uh, bandwidth you're gonna need. Um, but yeah, I, that's all. That's really all I have for Stadia. I'm just, I just want to see more from it. Mhm. You, you, you got anything else to add? Oh, sorry, no, I don't. No. All right. Nope. I'm just waiting for more, more stuff on it. Um, that's all I have on like the gaming side. Uh, I do have a few things for uh, movies. One of them is pretty, pretty big, at least for us nerds. But uh, the Disney Fox deal is finally closed. Fox finally announced that the acu acquisition between the two is finally complete. And Disney now owns Fox. Which, I mean... Being a nerd, like I am, I'm excited because that means Marvel and Kevin Feige finally have Fantastic Four back and the X-Men back. But this is this is also big because it's Fox, and Fox owns a lot of other IPs. They own Alien, they own Firefly, um, they own The Simpsons. So there's a lot of IP that comes with this. And I don't know, what are your... What are you thinking about this Disney Fox deal now finally being closed? I knew it was coming down the pipeline. Uh, it wasn't expected to be closed until sometime this summer. Yeah, I remember that. They were saying it wasn't going to be until like the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't. 
even realize that it was as close as it was until I saw Ryan Reynolds tweet something. It, it was he was in his Deadpool costume and he yeah, had he was in the, ears. Yeah, he was in the bus. Mm-hmm. And it kind of worries me a little bit, just because Deadpool being like who and what he is, I don't want Disney to ruin that. But um, beyond just that aspect of it, so I'm excited to see what they do. So the way the way I've had sort of the Deadpool and like because there are so many so much stuff that is adult oriented that Fox owns, such as Deadpool and Aliens. Um, the way I've understood it and had it explained is Fox will remain like 20th Century Fox will remain as an imprint that is just owned by Disney and so a lot of that other IP since Disney is a very fairly oriented company a lot of that IP will be imprinted out of Fox so I'm sure we'll see I can't imagine Disney making the move and saying, nope, Deadpool's going to play with everybody else, which means he's going to be PG-13. They they have to know that's going to not only piss off a lot of the fans, but they're going to lose a lot of money by doing it. So I have to imagine they'll keep Deadpool his own thing, but then bring in, like, the other X characters into the MCU and just go, hey... You take Deadpool, you go off, do your own thing, play with these characters, have fun. I'm sure we'll just see the 20th Century Fox, and then at, like, somewhere in the credits, you'll probably just see Disney in the credits. What I think would be funny is if in the next Deadpool movie, instead of, like, you know how he has his unicorn, like his stuffed unicorn, he has, like, some sort of like Mickey Mouse or something like that instead, and they they crack some <laughs> joke about it. Yeah, exactly. Just something, something funny like that. Like he did at the end of two, and he, he like shredded the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he just completely ripped it, everything a new one. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Um, I know I sent you the link earlier. Yeah, I was I was just but looking I, at it. I didn't realize. I mean, there's that picture, but that's like it's. it's there's a lot. I didn't yeah, realize that, that Disney owns so much. They own eighty percent of ESPN. Yep. Which I mean, thinking back at all my times I've been to Disney World, now it makes sense because if you go to like the like the mall area they have, I can't remember what it's technically called, but there's like an ESPN World. Or, like, a whole ESPN store and stuff. So, that makes sense. Um, Marvel and Lucasfilm, I knew those. ABC, I knew as well. Yep. Um, um, so, I don't remember how, but I know they have a stake in Hulu as well. Um, it's through, they own a company, and that's how they own a stake in Hulu. I can't remember exactly what it is, but they have a stake in Hulu. Um, they have 50% in Lifetime, 50% in the History Channel, 50% in A&E, so, I mean, 
getting Fox is just another giant thing that they own. Yep. So, I'm curious to see how they incorporate everything. Um, I mean, there might be some new changes to Disney World. I mean, hell, there already is, because Avatar was a Fox production, and this past year or two ago, they just introduced at uh, Animal Kingdom, at nighttime, there's now, like, an Avatar display with, like, the Tree of Life. It used to just be uh, a nighttime display, but now it's, like, Avatar-themed. So, um... So, There's a lot of cool things that they're doing. So in this link you sent, um, it talks about how another company that owns a, a lot of um, other companies is Time Warner. And something interesting I saw here is apparently Time Warner also owns HBO. And that's something I didn't know. But of course we all know they also own DC, but I think it's interesting that right now it it's getting to that point where um, by the end, like we're we're so much closer to there only being two giant companies that just own everything. That being Disney and Time Warner, and I could there's totally a world which not probably not in our lifetime but or towards the end of our lifetime at least Time Warner could possibly get sucked up by Disney um I think it was what in the social network they talk about one omni corporation just sucking up everything and owning everything and it, right now with how Disney looks I mean they own Star Wars they own the Muppets Marvel um, Chronicles of Narnia, Pirates of the Caribbean, Pixar, Winnie the Pooh, Grey's Anatomy, and the Indiana Jones franchise. Mm-hmm. So all that IP plus all the companies that they own and have um, a majority holdings in, we, we just get one step closer to that one big neat Omni Corporation. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be interesting to watch what happens next. Here's a question, and it's just based on the article that's farther down. It's like, actually, if you're reading the HBO section, it's the next one down. Um, so Studio Ghibli is distributed by Disney, so like their, the movies and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not owned by it. Do you ever think that if, you know, you talk about this omni-corporation you know, sucking up everything. Do you ever think that Disney would start trying to suck up, you know, like anime franchises? Absolutely. Because um, I know Disney's pretty big over in Japan. I'm pretty sure there's a Disney World over there in Japan or something. Um, so I, I know it's pretty popular over there, not just in America and you know, England and whatnot, but uh, it's it's big all over the world. I, I mean, I, I could definitely see him, um, now that this 
um, acquisition is over with Fox, I could definitely see him trying to go for something anime-oriented, especially with how popular anime has become in the U.S. over the last five years. Um, I could definitely see them trying to acquire, even, even if it's not um, the actual company itself, but like just a controlling interest in that company, I could totally see them trying to do that. But, because I mean, we, we all joke about it, but it's kind of true that Disney has all the money. Like, um, just, just with the cinematic, the Marvel Cinematic Universe alone, they, they make a ton of money. And, yeah, no, I could totally see him going after anime and pulling, uh, trying to pull anime. I could see it as well. <clears throat> uh, what do you... So, uh, obviously we aren't going to see any X characters or any Fantastic Four characters in Endgame. They've wrapped their reshoots, they wrapped filming. Um, right now they're just focused on post-production. I mean, the movie comes out in a month. But do you think... You can't even buy tickets yet. So, like, I'm pretty sure at this point, even for Star Wars, I was able to buy tickets like two months ago. I think, so. I think we'll, I think they're gonna, cause I think last year for Infinity War, they released tickets a month early. I think for Endgame, because of what they saw with Infinity War's ticket sales or pre-ticket sales, I think they're gonna wait until like April. Like wait until like three weeks before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But, do you do you think we could see any X characters or any hint of X characters in the, or Fantastic Four characters in, say, Spider-Man? Because we we still have until July for Far From Home to come out, so there there's still a decent enough time to go back and just add maybe a post-credit scene. Do you think we could see something in Far From Home, or do you think they'll keep Far From Home separate? And do something different with that. Seeing as how Sony still technically owns Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think that they'll keep Far From Home separate. Um, I don't necessarily know about too many crossovers in the comic universe. Uh, I know they did do them pretty frequently. Um, so I'm curious to see what they do. But I, at this point, I, I don't know what to expect. So. Yeah, I think at this point the sky's the limit. Now, now that this deal is done, the sky's the limit with what we could possibly see. Um, I think, I think on Marvel's schedule because they haven't officially announced how their roadmap is going to go after Endgame or after Spider-Man. Um, I think the next movie that we're supposed to see is the Eternals movie. Um, since the Eternals are more cosmic, I don't. We we could possibly get a Silver Surfer introduction there, but as far as like other X characters or Fantastic Four characters, I don't I don't think we could see any of them pop up. The only Fantastic Four character I think we could see is Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, no, the, it. I'm I'm happy this is over. It, but also it's kind of scary because they do own so much now. I agree. But uh, sticking with the Disney theme, I have uh, three Disney-related things. And our last three things are all Disney-related, actually. Uh, the first one I put on here was our Captain Marvel has uh, been making some big numbers in the box office world. It, it opened strong. I believe it's still doing really, really well. Uh, I have had the chance to see the movie. You have not, correct? Yes, we were going to try going last week, and then it just didn't happen. So. All right. So, but yeah, no, I, I plan on seeing it before Endgame, for sure. Like, um, I'm going to find a day, Jordan and I, or a morning that we're both off, and we're going to go check it out. So, so we won't really do a review, but I, I just want to take a minute, because right now, domestically... It is sitting at two hundred seventy million seventy-nine thousand eight hundred ninety-nine dollars domestic. Um, which is crazy, uh, especially because there was so much hate for this movie before launch. Um, we had the whole what was it? it? It was Rotten Tomatoes that had to change their reviewing. Uh, how people can review a film before launch uh, because people just kept going on there and leaving fake reviews or like purposely reviewing it badly to uh, score the movie low so uh, yeah it, it's cool to see because I, I, I enjoyed the film I have some issues with the film but for the most part I enjoy it um, I think a lot of people though and you I'll ask how you feel about it, but I think a lot of people are just seeing it right now. To be honest, seeing it just because they're like, well, she's going to be an endgame, and I got to know what, like, who, what she's about. So, do you think, do you think because this movie comes out before endgame, and we know she's going to be a big factor into stopping Thanos in endgame, do you think that could be why it's doing so well? I think so. Um, but from another standpoint too <clears throat> if you think about the movie Black Panther and how many people saw it that have probably never seen a Marvel movie in their entire life I think that the, the same goes true for that with Captain Marvel um, where there was probably hundreds of women that saw it that have never seen a Marvel movie or like maybe they've seen Wonder Woman or something like that I don't know but um, I, I do however think that a majority of people are seeing Captain Marvel because of Endgame um, you get that teaser at the end of Infinity War of Fury dropping his pager yep and I know as soon as he dropped his pager, I'm like, fuck, I feel like I should know this. Like, why, why don't I know this logo? So I had to look it up. And, and I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I was hyped. And I didn't know 
at that point if there was going to be a Captain Marvel movie or if they were just going to kind of throw her into Infinity War or what. So I'm glad that they're that they did do a, a movie beforehand, but I think timeline-wise, I don't even know if it was the best place for them to to do it. It's like the, they did Captain Marvel a month before Infinity War. Like I feel like it should have been earlier on in the the universe. So. But I haven't seen it though, too. So I, you know, I, I'm talking about this blindly. So, but based on that, um, do you think, do you think we could have seen a very different, a much different outcome, say, if Captain Marvel came out, let's say March of 2018 instead of March of 2019? Do you think we could have, we would have seen a different outcome for the movie in how much it's made? Because it's, I, I mean, it's doing phenomenal. It's past two hundred million dollars domestically. So, I think that we would have seen a different outcome if it came out, you know, like it was the third or fourth movie in the cinematic universe. I, I, I truly do. Because, do, do you think that? Like, so based it, on based on what you just said, do you think it would have been a better outcome, or do you think it would have been a worse outcome? I think it would have probably been a worse outcome. Granted, I would have been hyped to see it regardless, because even when I was younger, I absolutely loved all the Marvel movies that were coming out, not just in the MCU, but like X-Men. Post-Iron Man, like the first X-Men, Spider-Man, from the Raimi trilogy. Love those. Not Daredevil. Like, I, I, I... like I was big into those movies when I was younger, even the like I said the non MCU ones, and so I would have been like super jacked to see it. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. I just don't know how how good the timing is on it. I, but like I said, I haven't seen it too. So so I think one of the things. I feel, at least with, like, where they placed it to come out in the MCU's run, I don't know if doing it back with, like, um, the first three MCU movies, so back in, like, 2008 to 2010, I don't think, I think it would have been a lot worse, and I don't think we would have seen, um, the, uh, nearly as much hype or passion for the movie as we are today just because of the climate that we are currently living in with our society like we, you have the Me Too movement going on, you have um, a lot of these feminist marches and stuff like that so I think for the climate it was okay but at the same time I th- the climate helped it today for sure and as well as well as Endgame, I wish I wish it would have come come out maybe in November at least. So it's not a month before Endgame, where a lot of people are just hyped for Endgame, and so they're like, "Well, it's a month before Endgame. They they have to have some kind of teaser for it." I feel like they put it out so like right before Endgame because they were trying to hold out on spoilers for uh, Infinity War and spoilers for Endgame. 
because I, like I said, I didn't even hear about Captain Marvel being <clears throat> made until Endgame or uh, Infinity War. So, um, and and I don't know how long it was in production prior to that. Roughly two. Usually, like big studio movies like this, it's around two years of production. So. The fact that they were keep, able to keep it under wraps for as long as they did was quite impressive. But maybe it wasn't, and I'm just completely out of the loop. So, I don't know. I, I agree that it shouldn't have been released a month before. It, it should have been... It, it should have almost filled a void in the fall. Yeah, because we, we had what? We had Infinity War in April. We had Ant-Man and the Wasp in... July. I think releasing it in October, November would have been the perfect spot. Because they leave... Even in December. Like, early yeah, December. Yeah. Well, hmm. I don't know. With Aquaman, how well Aquaman did, I don't know if it would have really survived in December. Granted, I've written my review for Aquaman. I won't really speak on it here. That movie wasn't that great. But... Obviously, I'm not with the majority on that, but I still, I think, releasing it in like those three months, the October, November, December months, I think would have been the perfect route to go, because then you, you would probably get a better understanding of maybe people aren't going to see this just because it's coming out a month before Endgame, and so many people are hyped for Endgame, but maybe because it's another female-led superhero movie. Like Wonder Woman. DC beat Marvel to the punch with it with Wonder Woman, and we saw how well that movie did. So That was probably one of the few DC movies that I've actually enjoyed, too. Yeah. Beyond the Batman trilogy. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I like the movie, but I just... I like that it's doing well, but I also don't know if it's doing well because it's a month before Endgame or if it's because it's a good movie and people are enjoying themselves with it. So I, would, I, would, I guess I would like to know if people are going to see this primarily because, oh, she's in Endgame and I want to know what she's a, like, how powerful she is because they're saying she's the most powerful MCU character to date. So I would just like to know why people are going to see it versus, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, I'm on the domestic, or the box office page, and it says here, the world, worldwide, so this is included foreign and domestic, worldwide it's made $789 million, $379,899. Uh, do you think it could possibly get to 900 million or even a billion oh yeah i could see it I, I know there's people that have seen it multiple times and i'm sure they're seeing it because they're trying to you know analyze it more and more like i know when i first saw episode seven for star wars i, I saw that movie i can't even tell you how many times in theaters and each time i saw, I saw it I, I i saw it or each time I saw it, I caught something new that I didn't catch before. 
So you, you, there's people out there that are going to see it four or five, six times. Um, I think Dylan's seen it a couple times. So I, I, uh, I definitely want to go back and see it again, at least one, one more time in the theater. Well, I'll let you know when Jordan and I go see it, and we'll see if you're available. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, that, that's all I have for Captain Marvel. I, I just want to know why people are... So many people would, like, want to see this if they want to see it because it's the first female superhero movie for the MCU, or if it's because, hey, Endgame's in a month, and she's in, she shows up in Endgame to supposedly help defeat Thanos. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, I mean, good on them. Marvel's killing it right now. They're making all the money. Um, it says here Captain Marvel's opening weekend was it made one million one one hundred and fifty three million four hundred and thirty three thousand four hundred and twenty three dollars in its opening. Uh, so that's that's crazy for an opening weekend. But uh keeping it in the Disney world, Aladdin gave us our first official trailer. Uh, I know you have some thoughts about the new Aladdin movie. Uh, I'll let you uh, start this one off, because I know you have some thoughts about Aladdin. Well, okay. I've never, like, Aladdin hasn't always been up there on my top favorite Disney movies. However, I love the music in Aladdin. Um, And I think if I watched it again, like, if I were to watch it Again, I, it's just the nostalgia from it alone. Um, but some of that nostalgia was with Genie, and I was a little disappointed to hear that Will Smith was cast as Genie. Um, I don't even, See, I don't really know what to say. Oh, go ahead. I think that's where I I, I disagree with you a little bit because I wasn't. I wasn't mad that they cast Will Smith. Uh, I think Will Smith can bring the same charisma that Robin Williams did for the animated movie. I think I he agree. can bring the same charisma. I just... The way they were presenting it before the trailer is what yes. was throwing me off. I agree. I agree. If I had written a review for that first trailer or snippet that we saw, like my thoughts on that were pr- very negative. <laughs> now, about an hour before we started recording this, um, I watched the most recent trailer that just came out, and I actually I got chills watching it, because it looks really good. Yeah, it, it does a much better job of presenting the movie, and presenting the tone of the movie, and it gives us a better idea of how Will Smith is bringing his his own charisma to the character of the genie, and but also he, it, it shows us how he also wants to honor Robin Williams. Because so many people, I think, because like you, Aladdin is not my one of my favorites or one of my top. My favorite Disney movie will always be Mulan because that movie is about finding yourself and being yourself. But I, I love Robin Williams so much and that movie is one of his best performances ever. And so Will Smith has said, like, no, I want to honor him, but I don't want to copy him. And I, I like that. I, don't, I do like that. 
like you you're not Robin Williams don't try to copy what he did cause that's that that's gonna make me be I'm gonna enjoy the movie less if it's just a carbon copy of what Robin Robin Williams did so I like that he's bringing this sort of kind of like fresh Prince of Bel-Air vibe but also honoring Robin Williams at the same time with his role and I think the trailer, the trailer did much better. The full trailer did much better than all the little tiny teasers we've had for the movie. I agree. But yeah, I'm excited. When, hold on, when does Aladdin come out? I don't remember. It comes out. If we can find it. May 24th, so it's roughly two months away, mm-hmm. so we, we don't have long to finally get to see it and make our final judgment on the movie, but after that first trailer, I'm a little more excited for the movie versus skeptical. I do have to say, um, one of the things that you see in this trailer is obviously the, the sand like lion's mouth or whatever that, that it goes that you, Aladdin goes into mm-hmm. um, when I was younger that seeing that animated sand lion like come up from the sand and like talk and like that gave me nightmares as a child like I was terrified and I think that that might have kind of caused my slight aversion to Aladdin I, obviously it doesn't scare me anymore but um, at least I hope it doesn't. But go <laughs> um, rewatch it to find out. Yeah, actually, I plan on rewatching it prior to seeing Aladdin. But after seeing the trailer, it's like a stationary thing in the sand. And like for that, like they CGI Will Smith. I don't. I, I was kind of hoping that they would have done a little more with the CGI for that. Because that part of the movie for me is even when I was younger, it was terrifying, but it was really cool, so. I, and obviously they're probably not done, because they'll be doing post-production up until like a week before the, they have to ship out copies to theaters, so obviously the CGI is not done, and we'll obviously get to see the progression of how we will look in the final product, but I really hope they really work with the CGI more, because right now, it literally, it, to me, it literally looks like they just went through and painted all of him with blue paint and just said, okay, we're good. Like, go get your costume on, we're going to film. In the, first, um, in the first snippet we saw, he wasn't painted at all, correct? No. It, it was the uh, cover for Entertainment Weekly. They didn't have him blue. Do you think that with all the backlash of... I mean, I, I knew that there was some backlash about that. Do you think they went in and kind of repainted him and as like a last minute thing? No, I think I think the goal because there's a part in the trailer where he's not blue and he's just sitting and talking to Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they were always planning to paint have him be blue. I think they were just using. Just Will Smith in his costume, 
um, and saving what he's actually going to look like for a trailer or a teaser. Okay. At least that's what I hope. <laughs> Obviously, there's no way to tell, but because of going off of that scene in the trailer where he's just talking to Aladdin and he's not blue, going off of that, that's what I'm going to believe was going on, but... Obviously, you could be right in saying that maybe he wasn't going to be blue. Maybe it was the backlash. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it and make my final judgment. But as far as the trailer goes, I enjoyed the trailer. I can't wait to see more from the movie. Um, any final thoughts on the line? Nope. Alright. Uh... Final topic, the big one, purposely save this for last, Avengers Endgame got another trailer, um, and this gave us, this gave us a lot more, uh, obviously it comes after Captain Marvel, so they, they did throw in a little scene with Captain Marvel meeting Thor, which had the internet going crazy and shipping Captain Marvel and Thor, but, uh, yeah, what are you, how do you feel about the Avengers trailer? Um, I was... It, it made me more hyped for the movie. I was a little surprised to see that they showed Iron Man getting out of space. Not in... that direct... Like, it was very indirectly. Like, you see him... You see him walking with everybody in their, like, like new yeah, yeah, white exactly. and red. Those new suits. The, uh... I think they're... Calling them quantum suits. Yeah, the quantum suits, yep. So, I was surprised that they showed that, just because all the other things that we've seen, like, you're just like, oh shit, he's like, stuck. Yeah, it, it, it's very Iron Man 1-esque. Yep. Um, but, beyond that, like, I'm just, I'm excited for the, for the movie. So, okay. I was, I was, I'm with you. I was I was surprised that they um, put him in Nebula in that scene. But, I mean, at the same time, I'm not, because Marvel's smart, Disney's smart. They like, I mean, people know they're going to make it out. They have to, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, the trailer doesn't give us a whole lot of new things, which is good. I'd honestly rather that be the last thing we see the movie before release yep cause I don't I don't want to know much about this movie going into it you know I wasn't even expecting this to be completely honest like I wasn't I was expecting whatever the last trailer was or even the Super Bowl ads which didn't really give us much to that, that to be it so um I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm super excited for it. Uh, I'm curious. I Like I said, I haven't seen Captain Marvel, so I don't know if there's any sort of, like, teasers in that movie that kind of explain, like, how she's going to help the Avengers. Um, I'm just, and, and how Ant-Man is. Uh... I, I'm going to be completely honest, I still haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, I know I'm behind on the times, but 
don't get mad at me because Jordan still hasn't seen Ant-Man yet. So, oh yeah, I actually rented it from my parents, and I keep telling him we need to watch it, but, you know, he's lazy and stubborn. But, um, I don't know, I'm just excited for it, and uh, I'm planning on seeing it opening night, so. Yeah, um, I'm kind of mad because Dylan told me you guys won't be going with us. Yeah, uh, Jordan's brother asked me, like, as soon as that first trailer came out, and he's like, oh my god, we have to go see this together. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we're going with um, him and a buddy we play Siege with, so. No, um, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, was, I mean, for me, I can't really say much, because no matter what, when it comes to a Marvel movie, no matter what, I'm going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... I always put it as I'm in the bag for these movies already. Like, they have my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my only... So, I was on Twitter, and someone put it in an excellent way, but they said, the more I see from Avengers, the more I'm not very hyped, because I'm worried it's going to be predictable. Yep. That's how I'm worried about with 90% of movies that come out now is that every good scene, whether it be funny or like action-packed, that every good scene we've already seen in the trailer, which is why I was hoping that, that they weren't going to be doing that. Um, and a movie I could say was definitely predictable was Aquaman. Mm. Um... At, like th- there's just certain parts of it where you're like, yep, I kind of figured that that was gonna happen, or yep, that was gonna happen. Um, Infinity War is somewhat not overall predictable, but somewhat predictable. Um, there's certain scenes in it where you can you very clearly you're like, oh, I know what's gonna happen here. But for the most part, don't get me wrong, that movie is, it keeps you on your toes. Um, so, I, I definitely understand that criticism, because also with how Infinity War left off with that big cliffhanger of, look, everybody's dead. Something um, that I was not expecting to happen. <laughs> um, and we know that there's a time gem, and... You, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, I actually just talked about that. No, I haven't. I know I'm behind. Okay. Um, I, I know you were gone for a second, but yeah. Um. Uh, no, Jordan hasn't even seen Ant-Man yet, so I'm trying to get him to to watch that, and then we can watch Ant-Man and the Wasp together. I just, when that came out, I was super busy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil something, but I'm gonna try to do it in a way to where I'm not gonna give very, very big specifics. Um, someone in the movie at one point talks about the quantum realm having um, time vortexes. So, that hints at using the quantum realm to time travel uh, and so we know right there that there's two possible ways that they can time travel find a way to get the time stone or find a or 
journey through the quantum realm. And so, once you introduce time travel, that just becomes a big MacGuffin for everything, which is also very predictable of them to do. So I'm hoping that they did that and they thought about, well, hold on, we know there's multiple ways to time travel. People are going to be pretty much guessing how do we... With how with how uh, ahead they were with Infinity War on us, because like I said, there's only maybe I could probably count the number of scenes that are kind of predictable in Infinity War on one hand, and they're not even big things. Mm-hmm. But with how how they kept us on our toes with Infinity War, I'm I'm hopeful that they thought about that and were like, nope, uh, it's not time travel. We thought of a different way but we're going to fuck with you guys. So, I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping it's not predictable. I'm still hyped for the movie. Um, I can't wait to see Captain Marvel meet everybody else. Because, especially if, when she meets back up with Fury, because we know from Spider-Man's trailer, he's back live. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to see her and Fury connect again because that that was those are some of my favorite scenes in Captain Marvel where her and Fury just um, talking and their chemistry was just perfect in that movie. But yeah, uh, it comes out what April twenty sixth. Yeah, tickets still aren't on sale because Marvel wants us to pull our hair out. Yeah, any final thoughts on Endgame? No, I don't think so. Alright, I have one last question for you then. Mm-hmm. Or just, in general, we're going to predict how Endgame ends right here. And then we'll go at, we'll wait until we both have seen Endgame to do our review, and in that review we'll come back to this to see who is closest. So, I'll let you go first. How do you think Endgame will end? Something that I've predicted, I guess, from Infinity War, is that the Time Stone is going to get used to reverse time, and then they'll figure out some sort of way to stop Thanos. Now, like I said, I haven't seen Captain Marvel, so I don't know how she's going to play a role in it, and I don't know if that was teased at all in Captain Marvel. But um, I at least think that the time zone is going to be used. Okay. Um, I I, th- I think that everything is going to be restored. Restored uh, with the with the time stone. No losses. No like major deaths. Um. Nope. Nope. No? I'm going to go. Everything's restored. Yep. Okay. Um, so, my guess is, I don't think Cap is the one to die. I think Tony is going to be the one to sacrifice himself, um, in the final battle with Thanos, and they'll get the Infinity Gauntlet back, and they'll use the Gauntlet to bring all the Fallen back, 
And yeah, I think Tony is the one that dies. And um, I think that's why Peter doesn't bring his suit with him in Far From Home. Because who made that suit for him? Tony. And so I think he's a little sad about Tony passing. But yeah, I think I think we see Tony Stark sacrifice himself, and I think the Avengers get the uh, Infinity Gauntlet back and use the Infinity Gauntlet to restore everything back. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see who comes closest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we'll just we'll wait until both of us have seen Endgame to do a review, and then when in that review we'll come back and see who got it closest, or who just utterly and who utterly fucking failed at guessing the events of Endgame. But yeah, that is all I have on my show notes. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to wrap this one up. What are your closing statements or thoughts or whatever? Your Um, gibberish. Yeah, my gibberish. I actually do have to say one more thing, and it's not about anything we've talked about. Um, Nintendo was doing a stream this morning, um, talking about about some of their, it's more so their indie games that are coming to Switch. However... What I'm excited for, a game I've actually wanted to play, but I have not yet. Um, Cuphead is coming to the Switch. So that'll be that'll be fun, especially knowing that there's going to be a DLC coming out for that, I believe, this year. Um, that game has, like, given people some Dark Souls, like, rage... Rages. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard. I've uh, I've watched people play it, and it's hilarious. I've seen people break several controllers playing it, or that's uh, excessive. <laughs> I know. And uh, I, I told Jordan that the next time I uh, we saw it on sale, we should get it for something, whether it be um, PS4 or Is, PC. I thought it was only Xbox. <clears throat> Or maybe it was Xbox. Xbox or PC. I thought it, I guess where it was on... Maybe it's not. But um, I thought it was only Xbox, but because Xbox is the whole PC stuff, you can get it on PC. Um, well, you could get it... So I think you could get it on the Xbox Play Anywhere, and then you it transfers. If you have a Windows PC, you can play it on PC, but oh, I'm pretty okay. sure it's also on the Steam Store. I'm actually on Steam right now, so let me check. Yep, it's on the Steam store as well. Okay. Um, um, but, yeah, I'm excited to... Uh, Get Cuphead and Rage and break your cheap-ass um, Joy-Con. <laughs> yeah, well, the, one of the cool things about that game, too, is that it was co-op. And um, the music in it was very retro, and it's... I actually, in one of our other D&D sessions, we're in, like, this casino, and the our DM actually was playing the music from Cuphead as, like, the background <laughs> music. <laughs> it was perfect. And, like, I don't know. I, I'm excited to play it. Um, I think 
seeing that it's coming out on Switch now, I'll probably wait to buy it and just get it on Switch to kind of expand our Switch library a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, I almost bought Wolfenstein on my Switch just to expand my Switch library. Yeah, but if if you go to the Nintendo of America web or Twitter, they've put updates, several updates. There's actually a Zelda game uh, called what is it called? Cadence of Hyrule. Um, it looks like it's from the creators of Crypt of the Necrodancer, and I I think it's a I haven't. Just because we are streaming I, or recording, I haven't actually listened to it. But I think it's like a crossover between Zelda and Crypt of the Necrodancer. So it, it's a 2D, 2D game, but it looks pretty interesting. And there's a whole bunch of it. Uh, there's a Stranger Things 3 game coming out to the Switch. Yeah. I've, I've seen rumors of that, or maybe there was some announcement about it a while back, but they just said it was coming in. That was it. Yep. Um, I mean, it looks like some horror game called Darkwood. I mean, just go check out the the Twitter page because there's there seems like there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff coming out, and I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my fr- my friend Pedro, I remember seeing that one at uh, E3 or like PAX last year. Um, I actually think it might have been Ethos or somebody that tweeted about it, and I went and I checked out videos. It's like a fast-paced shooter, like 2D shooter, but you're this banana that kills things. I don't know. It looks fucking hilarious, and I'm definitely going to get it for Switch. Um, I think a lot of these games are probably going to be coming via the Play Store, or the, not the Play Store, whatever the Nintendo Switch Store is called, um, just because they're kind of smaller indie games, but... I'm excited. I, I definitely... I don't think we play our Switch enough. Oh, I definitely don't play my Switch enough. <laughs> it kind of just sits on my uh, entertainment center. Yeah. Um, Jordan's brother and him have... Er, Jordan's brother really got into playing Zelda again, and he's just been grinding the, the I, fuck out of it. That game is just... I don't have another 100 hours to spend on the game after Odyssey. So, I mean, I, I still I've barely touched Zelda, and I loved it. When what I did play of it, um, Smash I think is the last thing that we bought, and I've we don't even have all the characters unlocked, and they've already released the Piranha Plant and announced that the first downloadable character that's coming out. So, yeah, no, I I still haven't unlocked nearly all the characters in Smash. Yeah, I still worry about the ports and their quality. I know in our last podcast we talked about like a pro version of the Switch coming out, but um, God, I hope it's not true. Unless, unless it's a bigger battery, bigger battery for the Switch Pro. If it's a thing, that's all yep. I want. That's all I care about. Oh, and OLED. <laughs> if they if they do a Switch Pro. And have an OLED display and a bigger battery, I will buy it. But if if there's no OLED display and no bigger battery, I ain't touching it. What what's the point? But yeah. So uh, is that was that your closing statement? Did oh you know? yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Sorry, like I said, I've, I've been on Twitter kind of <clears throat> as we've been talking, and I just I saw Cuphead. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, but yeah. Um, hey, okay. Are there any announcements we should make? Uh, sure. Go for it. <laughs> I was more asking you if you wanted to or wait. I mean, we can. Like, I, I was messing around with it earlier, and I, it could probably hell even go out today. But I think that we should wait until the weekend. All right. So we'll wait. We'll we'll be cryptic. We'll be cryptic and wait. But uh, yeah. Follow follow Kate on Twitter at what? Kate underscore Talbot. I know it's very classy. Um, I'll probably end up changing it at some points or creating a a separate Twitter, just for company use or whatever, but um, for right now, I don't tweet much. I retweet a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I retweet I, a lot. And like a lot. <laughs> I, and like a lot. I uh, I did tweet a couple times the past couple days. Just kind of random shit, but um, I think I retweeted, or no, I tweeted twice last night while I was laying in bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely gonna try and get more more social though when it comes to that. And uh, let's see. What, what, I, I, what, I usually put when I'm streaming on Twitch on there first. So, um, yeah, I like to retweet random shit and funny shit. Oh, I retweeted the Stranger Things trailer last. That's what I did. <laughs> I, I actually honestly think that was my last retweet. But yeah, so follow Kate on Twitter at KateTablet. Like she said, she'll, she uh, shares her stream on there first before anything. I want to get into streaming more, but Same. I don't have enough fucking time ever to do it. Um, and my Elgato, well, it's not the Elgato's fault, it's my laptop's fault. It's not that powerful, so I have to do it straight from PS4. Yeah, I, I usually do it straight from PS4 unless, I mean, I have an NVIDIA graphics card, so I, I've streamed some Warframe from my PC. Um, I'd definitely be down to to try some other stuff too, though. So, If you have any suggestions, tweet them at me. I'd be happy to play games. I don't have a camera, oh, though. Oh, don't say that. I don't, I don't like watching my myself on, on camera. So. I was thinking about getting a PlayStation camera until I get a PC and can actually use my Elgato. Mm. Just to have some kind of camera. But yeah, uh, Mike, to wrap this one up, because we've just been rambling. Um, like I said at the beginning, you can follow or. You can uh, listen to all previous episodes. Jesus, I don't know what's happening anymore. Uh, you can listen to all previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, um, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe to the podcast and help support financially by subscribing for $0.99, cents, $5, or even $10. Um, stay tuned because we have some big shit planned for Saturday. To hit Saturday. Um, hopefully everything goes according to plan. Because it hasn't in the past. And also, I just want to shout out Gaming Ethos and his game Samurai Zero. Um, I've been trying to play something with him for a while. Uh, shit happened. He's been busy, I've been busy. 
but hopefully soon we can get that rolling. And that's all I gotta say. Oh, follow me on Twitter at Demented Gamer. You can search it any way you like. Oh, and hit up the Facebook page. Oh, Facebook, yes. Facebook.com slash Demented Entertainment. That's where we've been posting articles. For now. For now? Woo, cryptic. <laughs> Alright, that's a wrap. I'm, I gotta get ready for work. <laughs>